Welcome to the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ann, the blogger and content creator at Real Happy Mom, where moms can find encouragement and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. I also have this podcast to introduce you to other moms from various walks of life and to share their experiences and helpful advice. Today, I have Nikki from Life Lovely Chaos. She is a wife and a mother of four kids, and I'm super excited to have her on the podcast today because she'll be sharing some helpful tips on homeschooling your little one. Now, if you've ever thought about homeschooling or are in the midst of homeschooling your children, this is the episode for you. Definitely go over to realhappymom.com slash nine to get the links and the show notes for this episode. Now let's jump in. Welcome, Nikki. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, yes. You know, I'm excited to have you. I think we have a lot more in common than I thought. So I'm <laughs> super excited to talk today. <laughs> yes. um, one in particular, because we have a really interesting topic about homeschooling. Um, I don't particularly homeschool my kids. I would like to. So I'm really eager to hear what you have to share with us today about homeschooling. But before we dive into that, I wanted you to tell us a little about you and your journey to motherhood. Okay, well, uh, like I said, or like you said, my name's Nikki. I'm a homeschool mother to four children, ages 7 to 13. I'm also a professional aromatherapist and a holistic health consultant. And I'm a lifestyle blogger over at Life and Lovely Chaos. Uh, My journey to motherhood, God, it feels like forever ago. But it has been a journey filled with lots of ups and downs and just a beautiful chaos overall. And my experiences parenting are what led me to start blogging and also as a way to kind of do something for myself. And I just really hope to inspire other mothers and women that despite all the ups and downs and the crazy that we're all going through, life is beautiful and parenthood is beautiful and we should just enjoy it. You have four kids and you're homeschooling right now, correct? Yes. Okay, now what made you want to get started with homeschooling your kids? Oh, well, it wasn't something I always wanted to do. Um, By 23, I had four kids and I was a young army wife and it was just not something on my plate. Um, But what started when my husband got out of the military, we moved in with his parents to figure ourselves out and um, my kids went to public school and we still didn't think about it. For a while, but towards the end of the year, my, um, not my youngest, he was still home. He's never gone to public school, but my son that was in public school was in kindergarten and his teacher came to me multiple times, but towards the end of the year was the big, the big one, I guess. Um, he wasn't doing his work. He wouldn't do anything. He refused to read. He refused to write. He just didn't want to do anything but play. And she started hinting to me that, you know, it was possibly ADHD or autism and that he just was a problem in class. And I couldn't believe it. And what did it the most was when I asked, um, you know, can I have him held back? I want him to repeat kindergarten. I don't want him to move forward to a grade level that he's not ready for. And the school didn't want to do that. So we started considering our options, and homeschool was brought up, but it still wasn't something we were into. Uh, What finally did it was one day my daughter, she was in second grade at the time, 
and she was physically attacked by a, a boy two years older than her. And the school didn't want to do anything about it since it happened off campus. But in the weeks to come, I found out that he was bothering her at school. And it was just a mess. Um, the school refused to do anything. And then when I tried to handle it with the parents, that went wrong. And it was just... It started turning into this explosive mess, and I realized that both parts of the community, the education side and the parenting, were not something that I wanted my children to grow up seeing and experiencing. And so within a few weeks, we pulled our kids out of school and jumped into homeschool. Um, but the nice thing was at the time we were living in Southern California then, and they had some awesome charter schools. And the one we ended up picking, my kids went to school twice a week and did science and history, which was good because those are not my favorites. And then I homeschooled uh, three times a week, three days a week with usually math and language arts. And so it was a nice way for us all to transition into it. And they did that for about a year. And then we moved up to the mountains in California and, we jumped into homeschool fully and we nice, haven't looked nice. back. Now, I like that transition that you had the doing the two days because I don't know if I told you, but my husband and I, we had talked about homeschooling. My husband wants to homeschool our oldest, but I believe that you have to have patience to homeschool your children. <laughs> and I don't know if my husband is there yet. You know what? <laughs> You know, you do have to have patience, but you don't. I can say I am not okay. a patient person, and it makes for a very interesting, uh, a very interesting experience for us all. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, one thing that I did was I did go through your blog, and I noticed that you shared some tips on your blog. Um, but I wanted you to give us an update because I think one of the posts that I read was from, I think maybe a year ago, but you've been um, homeschooling now for four years. So I wanted yes. you to walk us through some of your best tips for getting started with homeschooling your kids. Oh gosh, there's so many, but okay. My best tips. Um, first of all, forget grade levels, throw them out. Um, you'll always hear people talk about, oh, don't compare yourself to other homeschool families. And yes, that's true. But I think we hear that so much that we kind of know this already. So my biggest is throw out the grade levels. Because when, when you're looking at an age and saying, my child should be doing this by this age, you're still setting these major milestones and goals for them to have to hit. And if they're not ready to hit those, if they don't hit them on time, it's going to cause stress for you. That stress is going to reflect back on them. You're going to end up feeling like you're not doing enough or you're not doing it right. And it just brings this whole negativity that nobody needs. You don't need it. Your children don't need it. Your family doesn't need it. And my thing, what I always tell other moms is, you know, you wouldn't push your infant toddler to walk at a certain age. So why are you pushing your children to maybe do cursive by, what is it now, like second grade they start it, third grade? I don't even know. But why would you push your kids to start something if they're not ready? So throw out the grade levels, and as long as you see forward progress and you see your children enjoying what they're doing, be content with that. 
because they're gaining an education no matter what. Okay. Now I have a question about um, the grade levels because um, one thing I like Mm -hmm. to do when I'm at work, because I don't know if I told you, but I'm a dentist and I like to talk to the kids that come in and just kind of make conversation with them. So one of the things I always ask them, I'm like, how old are you? And they'll tell me how old they are. Then I'm like, what grade are you in? But I noticed with the homeschool kids, they kind of just give me this blank stare. And then usually the mom or dad will jump in and be like, oh, they're homeschool. So how do you keep track of the grade levels or um, or just not necessarily grade levels, but just how do you keep track of the levels so that if that question ever does come up to the kids, like they can answer the question? Yeah, um, I personally, I do keep track of them just so I kind of know like where my kids are age wise. <laughs> um, but I don't, my boys, my younger ones, they don't, they don't even realize like what a grade level is. Um my girls are very adamant on keeping track so they can compare with their friends and cousins. But um, I just tell people, I just go, oh, we don't do that. I homeschool. And I've gotten some very weird looks. And it took a while for me to get used to a little bit of the criticism I'd get. But now I'm just kind of like, you know, what? I'm too busy to care. So this is what I do. And you can like it or not. <laughs> Now, I know you were in the middle of going over some of your best tips. Sorry, um, I don't want I want you to make sure you finish those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, another tip. Don't get caught up in curriculum. There's so many options out there and you're going to always come across new ones. And especially with um, the blogging world, a lot of women are making courses now. So you're always going to think, well, maybe I should do this or maybe this would fit. And they do get costly, so you do want to also make sure you pick the right one. So I usually tell their mothers, like, just pick one. Start with one topic and try it out. But don't set your standards of this is what we bought, this is what we're going to use. Because your kids might not take to it, you might not like it, and then you're stuck with this idea that, well, this is what we have. The whole thing with homeschool working is you have to find what works for everybody. For instance, our homeschool, we don't use, I don't own one curriculum. Uh, We use books and my children just read books and there is a list um, I have and they kind of just learn that way and then we discuss and we use the internet a lot in the library, but I stopped trying to find curriculum years ago because it just wasn't working for us all and I couldn't be doing four oh, yeah, curriculum at one time. <laughs> so yes, so we we just kind of wing it. But um I did buy there's a book on Amazon, uh home learning year by year. And I use that as my guide kind of to um just know okay this is where the kids should be. And it does go by grade levels. So I don't I don't pressure like, oh, you have to know all this by, you know, the end of this year. But it's just a guide for me to kind of go and make sure, okay, we are doing forward movement in what you eventually need to know. So that that's something I usually tell people too. And lastly, okay, let's see, one more good one. I guess I'd have to say don't stress having it all together. Um, you're not going to. None of us do. Um, if you can plan your whole year, 
by all means, do it. That's amazing. But if you can't, I say don't stress it. Um, especially as a new homeschool mom, my schedule changed that first year, like every month. And it drove me crazy having to come up with a whole new schedule. So now I just plan week by week. Um, because, you know, you can detail, okay, this week I want to learn nouns and really focus on that for language arts, let's say. And if your kids get it after two or three days, great, move on. But you're not ruining this whole schedule that you've created for the year. If your kids take more than a week, well, then again, you're not ruining a whole plan you have. And it just adds less stress on everybody. Um, so just... Just kind of go with it and as you go as your journey you know grows with your kids you're gonna know better what they need to know how much time they need on it and you're gonna be able to eventually formulate a plan but in the beginning scheduling and planning is not that important what matters is as long as you awesome. all are enjoying it now you mentioned home learning year by year but I wanted to know if there's any other resources that you would recommend for a mom who's listening that's ready to get started with homeschooling. Yes, Pinterest. Pinterest will become your best friend, but you also can't get too consumed with it because yes. there's so much on there. Um, but you can find uh, the amount of printables you can find for anything. are They're just endless. But you also want to be careful not to focus your homeschool just on printable work because then you're just giving your kids all busy work. Um, but you can also find the different styles of homeschool, um, different opinions, different science projects. I mean, Pinterest really has it all. That's something I still use. I'm on that thing every <laughs> day for something. <laughs> yes. But, um, also there's, um, a nice math website. It's, completely okay. free it's called Khan Academy and that has that's helped my boys haven't taken to it too well they're a little too young but my girls love it and I love it because it has videos for math and teaches them and then they do the work and the quizzes and it grades it so it frees up time for me mm -hmm. and I don't have to buy a curriculum for them so that's an option and then lastly there is a huge community of bloggers out there, homeschool bloggers that offer uh, tips, tricks, advice. Um, one blogger in particular has like two sets of printables for different topics she sends out every week. So there's there's a whole world out there. And some of my favorite are probably uh, the Barefoot Mom, Minnesota Country Girl. She's always putting printables out. I don't know how she does it. Um, a mom's quest to teach is another good one, but, um, you just, I guess, Google homeschool bloggers and they'd probably come up. And of course you can, you know, head over to my blog and I've got some stuff on there and, and reach out, reach out to bloggers, reach out to other women, you know, that are homeschooling. They're, they're willing to help. Everybody in this is willing to guide you and help you along the way. So it's really a nice community. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Now, um, in the midst of homeschooling your kids, you have your blog that you've mentioned. Now, how do you manage balancing the kids and giving them the time and attention they need, as well as taking care of yourself and managing to have time to blog? 
Oh, balance. It's one of those practice what I preach things in all honesty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and being a, it's tough for me because being a holistic health consultant, balance is like the main focus of my sessions. So it's very interesting for me. I've got to always stay on myself. But um, with the kids, homeschooling, we honestly have so much fun and we're always doing science projects or art. So I think by the time we're done for the day, they're kind of excited to be like, I'm out of here, mom, and they head out. So that's helpful. Um, That gives me some time to work and all that. But um, what I found is I've got to focus at least 10, 15 minutes a day on myself to balance myself. And I usually spend that time in a bath or sometimes just in my room listening to a podcast or something. That way I still feel like I'm working, but I can be alone and just kind of gather my thoughts. Or sometimes I'll admit it, I sit there and I'll play Candy Crush for like 20 minutes and just kind of kill my brain. (laughs) But I need it. And as far as family goes, that's a tough one because my husband's a disabled veteran, so he's home all day, which you would think would be helpful, but it can be a little tricky because he gets bored too. Mm -hmm. So some days um, we just kind of have to throw out the schedule and we go out, we live in the mountains, so we do a lot of hiking and it gets a little stressful because it throws my schedule off. But by the end of the day, I'll realize, you know what, our family needs these. And even if it sets me back a little, everybody's happy. And we're not at each other's throats because we're all with each other 24-7. But my biggest thing would be I don't create a daily schedule. It was putting too much pressure on me for the day. And then I was unhappy and my husband was cranky and then the kids were moody and then I'd start screaming and it was just a horrible cycle that wasn't working. So I now create a weekly schedule, but it's more of just a to-do list that I add Mm -hmm. to and I cross things out as I go through the week. And even if I don't finish it by the end of the week, you know, I can look back at it and be like, well, you know, maybe I didn't accomplish it all, but look what I did do. And I can see that. And it gives me this sort of accomplishment. But I also make sure I write on the schedule, you know, like family time or, you know, off-roading or even the smallest of things. Because if I don't put it on paper, all I see is all I see is what's on the paper. And so things don't get done. The important things don't get done. And if I don't get a blog post out one week because my kids were sick or we needed some extra time out of the house, so be it. I learned to stop stressing on all that. It's not important. Yes, you are very right. Now, I know you've talked about the schedule and it seems like you have more of kind of like a fluid schedule like it's just going to change like you have an idea of how you want it to go but you know that things are subject to change but do you have like a routine that you stick with like in the mornings you know that the kids are going to work and then or do their schoolwork, and then afternoons they go out and do playtime do you have any routines that you do daily I do actually I um I've been getting up forcefully thanks to my my husband, and um, running every morning at 6.30. I shouldn't call it running. I should call it, like, forceful death, (laughs) slowly, but it's getting done, 
and that's setting me up um, from there, you know, get home, eat, shower. Um, by eight o'clock, I usually spend eight to 10 o'clock working on social media and doing my blog stuff. And at 10 o'clock, uh, we start homeschool. And we'll homeschool from about ten to two every day. So only four hours a day minus oh, a half nice. hour lunch break. We don't we don't do lessons very long. Um, but after that, you know, I let the kids go outside for about an hour and that's work time for me. And then we have about an hour of cleanup and then I just kinda wing the rest of the day. Um whether we go out or I have errands to run or it's just a work day or my college classes. Dear God, I forgot <laughs> I have those too. But um, I just kind of throw it all in. Okay, I'm really. Nice. Now, burnout is a very real thing. And even with homeschooling, I know it is one of those things that can happen. Now, how do you prevent burnout or what do you do when you feel like burnout is starting to set in? Well, you definitely can't prevent it. It happens to us all. It's it's inevitable. Um, you just have to be ready to wing it, in all honesty. It used to get me really down and depressed, and I wouldn't homeschool for like two weeks, or I'd start contemplating blogging or you know being a consultant, and it just brought a lot of depression. Um, thankfully my husband was always like, no, you're doing this. So I needed that push. But what I've learned is as soon as you start to feel stressed about something, just stop, stop homeschooling, stop working. If you work from home, I mean, if you work out, I guess you can't <laughs> yes. not work. Yeah. I guess you could take a day off if you can afford it. Do so, you know, but just stop forcing the things that are burning you out. Because it's just going to be this downward spiral. And the longer you let it happen, the harder it is to get out of it. But if you're one of those people who need to feel like, okay, hey, yeah, I'm not going to homeschool for this week, but I can't not teach them. Go to a museum. Go on a nature walk. Uh, go to the beach. There's so much you can do that's fun. But you can still talk about things. You can still make it a little educational. And that way you're not like, well, we didn't do anything this week. There are still things mm. that you can do. But at the same time, don't be hard on yourself if for a week you want to do nothing. If that's what you need to keep your sanity and yourself and your family okay, then by all means do it. Forget your responsibilities let those dishes pile up for a day or forget the laundry. I'll admit there's been a time when I didn't do dishes for like two days because I was like, I, I just can't, I cannot do this anymore. And I'm going to snap and they piled up. But on the third day, you know, we all bounced back and just felt really refreshed and all that. And my thing is you're no good to anybody if you're not taking care of you. And if, you need to give yourself a few days before jumping back into the beautiful world of motherhood and all that. And by all means, you that deserve so it. You really do. Wow. Now, one of my favorite questions to ask my guests is if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Well, my kids would probably tell you that I'm the whole. <laughs> I hear that a lot. <laughs> but if I could have one, 
I'd say, I guess, telekinesis. Is that even a superpower? It can be for you, yes. No. <laughs> yes. All right. I mean, I could get my house clean by just looking at stuff. I wouldn't have to look at all these freaking toys all over the floor every day. So that would probably be my go-to. That'd be awesome. That does sound pretty amazing. Now, Nikki, where can our listeners find out about you on social media or learn more about you? You can find me at, uh, if you search Life and Lovely Chaos on Facebook, Instagram, and I'm trying to figure Twitter out, but it's a slow process, but you can find me there. Um, you can also find me more recently, very recent actually, at Life and Lovely Oils on Facebook and Instagram okay. too. Um, I actually just set up my business with the state of Arizona um, to do officially holistic health consulting. So I'm giving that a real, a real go. But yeah, I'm all over the internet and reach out, say hi, let's chat. I need some more friends. I'm on the internet all day anyway, so I'll be here. (laughs) Nice, nice. Well, thank you, Nikki, so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure all of us listening appreciate it too. So thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom Podcast. Make sure to check out the links in the show notes for this episode at realhappymom.com slash nine. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review on your favorite listening platform. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next one.